To another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today we are doing the American Winer rebroadcast. Uh, this uh, this episode of American Winer featured Raina Mystique and myself. Uh, we went up to Podcast Detroit Studios. It was very nice, and uh, I was very high strung because we pre-podcast or we we did a warm up podcast in the car, which I which aired last week. So go check that out if you want. Um, it kind of gives you a prelude to what's about to happen here. Uh, although uh, this interview is more focused around me and Reina, whereas the conversation in the car that I played last week was was a very much an all over the place conversation about Michael Jackson eating little kids' buttholes. Okay. It wasn't all about little kid butthole eating, but there was a lot of little kid butthole eating. Just, well, it wasn't a lot. It was a little bit because of the documentary Leaving Neverland. I mean, those kids, they mapped out a very graphic uh, uh, depiction of what happened to them. Whether or not it's real, I don't know. I'm not here to debate it. In any case, that's that's part of the conversation I had with Reyna in the car last week on the pre-show um, going up to uh, Detroit. So this is the actual American Winer uh, episode. I downloaded it right from his feed, Alex's feed, and just uploaded it right to mine. So... That's what we're listening to. Um, again, it's a rebroadcast, and you can find American Winer Podcast on podcastdetroit.com. Uh, he has a, a new episode most every Wednesday. They stream it live, but if you're looking for it, he's also on uh, SoundCloud where I download this file. SoundCloud is his hosting site, so you can find American Winer Podcast on SoundCloud, or you can find it in the show links, in the show notes, or show links. You can find the links in the show notes. Uh, also, you can follow Alex on uh, Facebook at uh, at the American Winer Podcast. Just search that in there. And go and follow podcastdetroit.com or Podcast Detroit because those dudes are doing awesome things too. Uh, they're on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, awesome studio. I was talking to Alex about maybe doing the studio thing, but I my overhead's way too low to start paying someone to do this for me. So I, I just I can't do it just now. I understand why Alex does it. It makes a lot of sense. He's not, you know. He's not too familiar with all that, so he he just he he does it and he leaves it to them, and, and I get it. I get it. This is a pain. It's a pain. Yes, it really is a pain. I love doing this, but but this podcast, like putting it together every week, calling people, emailing people, 
you know, paying the monthly fees for the website, for the hosting, it's a lot of shit, you know, to, especially so I've been maintaining this for the last, I don't even know, like three or four years, so I'm almost, almost four years now, so it, it's something that you consistently have to do, and it's just, it's always looming over you. You're just like, oh, fuck, I gotta get this pocket. Even right now, I'm recording this intro a week early. I usually do uh, the the intros uh, the day of the release just so I can stay current for any kind, you know, if there's any shows I want to promote or anything like that. But, but uh, I'm doing it early because I am going to San Diego next week. I'm going to be uh, helping out working on some of the Skanks Roots Project's new album, uh, also taking the family, going to go visit some friends and family, going to LA for a few days. It's going to be fun. It's a workcation kind of thing. So I have to get this shit done now so I uh, don't have to worry about it. And, and so that's the kind of forethought that goes into just going out of town. Uh, I have to, it's like a fucking pet. My podcast is like a pet that I have to like, oh, and I have to call up all my friends like, hey, can you watch We Speak English Good for a a week or so while we're out of town? Make sure you feed it. We stop by the house and let it out to pee uh, while I'm out there. I mean, it's not that bad. I don't have to rely on anybody, but it's really like... Oh my god, I gotta do like three episodes because we're gonna be gone for that long and I'm not gonna have access to my equipment and uh, I guess that was a bad analogy. I'm sorry. It's pretty early. It's 7.20 a.m. So, and I'm in a bathroom recording this because I don't want to wake my family up because my voice carries. I probably woke my wife up right now just in this bathroom. Speaking of my wife... (laughs) who is a featured guest on this particular podcast we're about to listening to listening to that we're about to listening listen to um my wife Raina Mystique she released an album 1018 uh, in January and I had the honor of penning a few of those songs alongside of her so I'm just here to promote that so go to rainamystique.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e dot com and check out the new album 1018 you can get physical copies on the website or at any of our shows or you can stream the album on youtube spotify title google play apple music anywhere you stream your music you can stream 1018 1018 rain of mystique you can also check out the newly redesigned we speak english good.net it's wespeakenglishgood.net. Uh, I just updated the calendar for the month of May. It took me forever. I don't know how long I'm going to keep updating it like that. I see why it took so long for my wife to help me update it. Because it takes for fucking ever to do anything. So uh, another time-consuming element to the podcast and what I'm trying to do with the podcast, which I'm not sure what's going, what I'm trying to do with it. Uh, all I know is that it's become the center of a world that's starting to be built. Uh, I don't know how much I should talk about this because I don't really know what I'm talking about because I'm just sort of going. Um, I'm in the midst of filming a, uh, a new video. And it's going to be, it makes me uncomfortable. 
to talk about it. <laughs> um, so I'm not gonna. So let's just keep moving on here. Let's push on here. Um, you can also uh, write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. You can... Um, you can uh, you can follow us on Instagram at We Speak English Good or on Facebook at We Speak English Good. Uh, I uh, you can follow me my personal page, which is Mike Epp M I K E E P. It's supposed to be E P, but you know Facebook won't let me put a period between the E and the P. Um, yeah, so that's about it for this week. Uh, we're going to jump into the episode. Again, this is American Winer, and you can find American Winer feed on SoundCloud or uh, at podcastdetroit.com. And uh, yeah, we had a great fucking time. Oh, you can also write the show and let me know what you think about, uh, about how me and Raina did on American Winer. And that's uh, we speak English good at we at, at gmail.com. So I think I covered all my bases. Okay, guys, this is it for me. So um, be good to your fellow human beings. HJs for everybody. I'll see you guys next week with uh, rapper Nightheart, who is uh, who's a very young man, um, but is very uh, well spoken for his age and. Uh, it's a great conversation. So I'll see you guys next week with Nightheart. For now, enjoy uh, Rain Mystique and me on American Winder Podcast. Bye. You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey everyone, it is Wednesday evening, time for American Winder on podcastdetroit.com. How's everybody doing? Joining me tonight... Driving in from Toledo, making the treacherous, uh, no doubt treacherous journey from uh, northern Ohio all the way to Royal Oak. Uh, thank you so much for coming. We got Mike E.P. Uh, from the uh, We Speak English Good podcast and uh, Raina Mystique. What's up? How are you two? Really awesome. How are you? Well. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, how was the drive? Not treacherous at all. It wasn't treacherous. No, it was great, It was actually. like smooth the whole way. It was. It was great. And you know what? It's funny. On the way up here, we did our own like little, uh, uh, we did a couples cast. Uh, driving up here, and it was sort of like getting warmed up. We were like, sort of like, like, like doing stretches, like podcast stretches. Like we did a warm up podcast on the way to do a podcast. Wow! See how fucking meta I am. Can we guess? Yeah. That- oh yeah, okay. it's the internet. Yep. <laughs> we're yep. so meta, bro. You nice. have no idea. Uh, a podcast before the podcast. <laughs> I'd never heard it, but that's. Thank you so much. You warmed up. You got <laughs> very warmed up. I, yeah. I, I, I'm going to my, a million miles an hour, and I'm talking to the guys who just walked out of the studio, and I just start talking to those guys about like <laughs> like the infrastructure of Detroit, and and your producer Katie comes out. I was like, hey, we're recording. <laughs> so I'm like in that mode currently. It's hot, baby. It's hot. Well, I, I I gotta say I met Raina uh, at a, at a, uh, the Purple Rose uh, uh, actor director lab back in we the were fall. We were in the same group. Yes, we were. Yeah, we we, we <laughs> had a skit together. Me, you, and Jeremy Kuchark, who was on Bass mm-hmm. back in uh, February, and then uh, you mentioned that uh, your husband Mike uh, had a podcast of his own, uh-huh. and then I was on uh, We Speak English Good back in January. I think mm-hmm. that was so. Yeah. Uh, so that's how uh, I became acquainted with you guys. 
Um, and now you're here. So thank you very much you're for coming solid on. Solid networking. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's what it's all about, right? Um, but um, so we're gonna. Uh, so this is we got two of you today. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna kind of do a, a, a double pronged interview that will then why into the, a singular interview. Um, yes. But uh, we're going to start – we'll start with Mike. Oh, uh, I like it. And uh, I, I got the same uh, four questions for you. I, I start the in a interview off with the same question every time, and that question is, where were you born? I was born in uh, Oregon, Ohio at uh, the St. Charles Hospital, which still stands and – been there many times since. Oregon, Ohio. Where is that? That is right outside of Toledo, Ohio, where I currently st- live. It's like full circle. My life has become full circle. I, 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 I try to escape Oregon, and then I, I just it, it keeps bringing me back. It keeps pulling me back in, mm-hmm. and so now I'm back. And um, so yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So you grew up in Oregon then? Uh, no, actually, I was born in Oregon, mm-hmm. and then I actually grew up in Michigan. But it was in this uh, real uh, fancy place called Jasper, Michigan. And uh, when you say Jasper, you have to say Jasper like that. You have to have a southern Jasper, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And my childhood house does not stand. Actually, it has burnt down. Currently, my history has been burnt to the ground, literally. And it's actually the uh, the history of my family because when they moved to Michigan, they built that house from scratch oh my god so it was in my family and so it, it's very uh it's very uh who, what's the name of that book where it all though the title wave uh, gabriel hundred years of solitude oh yeah this yeah. is how that book ends and how it just like in that book that's it's, fucking sad how how old was the house it was it was only like 60 or 70 years old so like like his, <laughs> it wasn't his, as old as notre dame no yeah. no no yeah no no it wasn't a, it wasn't like a world historical tragedy it was just this like little shit house where a bunch of trashy white people live for a long time so that's huh. about it and jasper is just outside of adrian right exactly yeah. Okay. And uh, so that's where you grew up. Um, yeah. What uh, What did your parents do for a living? Um, my dad was a tire salesman. Um, he did that until he until he retired. He was forced into early retirement. And my mom, who currently is still, uh, she is a nurse's aide. Nurse's aide. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, what kind of a student were you? Terrible. Awful. <laughs> just just fucking terrible. About sixth grade, I realized that I could make <laughs> others laugh and pull attention to myself, and it was over from that point on. So mm. I did really well until about sixth grade, and then, and then after that, it was just like my dad doing homework for me and failing me, and <laughs> it was just a mess. But <laughs> well, you made it through elementary school. Was... I, I made it through elementary school, and I uh, made it through high school, and, and, and then some college, but yeah, I... Uh, yeah, I was not good at all of that. Okay, what uh, what 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 was your childhood like? What were you into, and what did you? Uh, uh, my chi- interest. I would uh, I would say my childhood was uh, chaos, um, and it wasn't like it wasn't like chaos is in violence or anything, but it was like it was like Lord of the Flies. My at one point, my sister and I realized that. My dad worked. He left the, when he left the house at five thirty in the morning. He didn't come home until about eight thirty at night. And my mom worked second shift, so she was gone from about two until eleven. Uh, Last so, key kids. Yes. So we had a babysitter who was terrible. Who used to make me swallow Dawn soap anytime I cussed. Holy. Uh, crap. Yeah. Oh, she was. She was. She was. Was she older or younger? She was probably at that time in her forties. Um, so that's I, old to a kid. That's like, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. She was an old lady. She was an awful witch. And like when I was in high school, I, I I like pranked her, but horrible pranks. Like, 
like I was doing the kind of pranks that like the internet trolls do on like with the the anonymity of the internet, but like I was calling her, being like, "Your child's dead," and or like, "I'm gonna kill your son, and he's gonna you're gonna watch. I'm gonna send you the video." It was awful, but you got you gotta understand. I grew up Lord of the Flies, so yeah. <laughs> we we were me and my sister found out that we could. Um, not go to the babysitter and the bus will actually take us right home. And we're like, why are we doing this shit? Let's go home, get some fucking Cheetos and, and just party. And, and that's what we did. So like, basically my sister was just, uh, she was after school, it was just pandemonium. And there was nothing my parents could do. They didn't. They they just stopped trying. I mean, they were like, "No, you need to go to your babysitter." But what are you gonna do? Like they're at work. Right. So we just came home and we just raised ourselves. And God bless my parents. They were amazing parents. But I mean, they just left us to our own devices. So it, it's sort of um, a lot of that. A lot of that time in my life is what I'm fixing now. <laughs> <laughs> well, how old were you when all that was going on? Um, that was from probably. Um, I would say probably from eight to about 11 or no, maybe no, no, like six or seven to 11. Oh, really? So there was like five years, maybe less. My, my memory fails me because I have been like, they drugged me as a child. Like I was on Ritalin and then also I was like smoking weed at 10 and shit. So like, I'm telling you when you think, uh, when I think we talked about on my podcast, Gummo, when you yeah, think of yeah. the <laughs> movie Gummo, like you can kind of think of what Jasper, Michigan is and not as extreme because that was sort of a, you know, they, they ex- made that an extreme situation, but it was still just as trashy and there was still like nasty beat. Like there was like this lady named Tammy who let all the kids come over and smoke cigarettes and drink beer at her house. And she was like 50 and wore these spandex and she was morbidly obese dating this guy named Todd who was like missing a chromosome or two. Uh, no offense to anybody missing chromosomes. We're all God's children. Um, but the, the – <laughs> But they would You're just painting a picture. Yes, here. I yeah, am. Okay. So like these people would let us come over, smoke cigarettes, drink, and and there was like there was like twenty two year old dudes like trying to hook up with the like my sister and her friends and shit. It was gross. It was disgusting. Like it was literally just Lord of the Flies. Because, I mean, I don't know where these people's parents were, but they sure as hell, they must have been at the same place that my parents were at work, I guess, because every kid in that little community, and Jasper, I'm, I'm, it was, I don't know, maybe a hundred people lived in that community. And then so you have these few teenagers and, and younger kids just sort of running a fucking muck. And I mean, yeah. we used to break into houses and rearrange furniture and shit like that. Oh man, it, you it, creepy crawl. Oh dude, yeah. we would break into houses and, 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 and steal cigarettes and booze. And like, it wasn't like we were in there trying to like find money or anything. It was all like bullshit. Like, <laughs> like dude, cigarettes and booze. I got to ask you one, one thing. Sure. Before please. We move on. I know I'm dominated. Please, no, no, no. I, I, there's one thing. Cause you mentioned you smoked weed for the first time when you were 10. Yeah. You said, do you remember what that was like? Cause yeah. I couldn't, I did it when I was 21 for the first mm. time. And I don't know how I would have reacted at the nah. age of 10. Um, the first time I ever smoked, it, it was like a roach. I, I remember this specifically. And it's funny that it's funny. The things that we remember very specifically. And then the things that our brains choose to just sort of 
push aside. But this particular instance, I remember my sister was like, it's a little roach. She's like, it's a roach. And I'm just like, okay. And I'm like, and it like burns my lips. And it was like a pinner too. And if you don't know what a pinner is, think of a pin with paper wrapped around it, like a sewing needle with paper wrapped around it and that's a pinner literally it's like <laughs> the joint size of a pin. yes yeah. so so we hit it i think i ended up burning my lips and, and like i was like this is awful so nothing happened but the second time now that i remember specifically which was probably like a week later um i got i was so fucking high and we were sitting there and I don't remember what we were laughing at, but I remember just I was shaking my head back and forth like I'm saying no, laughing until like it turned into crying and then sobbing. And, you know, this is a 10 year old child. And, and, and I don't know if you have any nephews or nieces or a son or anything like that. If you if you know what a 10 year old looks like or know one personally to think of that 10 year old out there fucking smoking weed and laughing into like hysteria and then into sobbing like imagine your niece or nephew just do it like that to me is is terrifying yeah. like like that's the worst thing i could think about for my for my niece or my nephews you know yeah or or my own son i don't want him to do that either so so yeah my childhood was was chaos yeah, Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. And the end of every day was like the end of the novel, and your dad was the soldier coming. <laughs> yes, coming it, home. he would come yeah. home with today the day's bounty wrapped around his back, KFC. And you're sitting there <laughs> crying because you smoked weed. And I got too high. Yeah. But here's the other thing, you know, and just even talking about this is sort of like bringing up these memories of of my dad used to bring home booze. Like my dad wasn't a drinker, but he would every once in a while bring home booze, and like he would totally feed it to us like here you go here's some vodka but his thing was black velvet and budweiser which is like the worst yeah, thing you get like that's not a gentleman's trick no no yeah. and, and he would be like this is a boiler maker and he would drop a shot of it into a budweiser and it was just terrible but then again he would put he would be like here you go here's your portion and i'd be drunk so, <laughs> so like if you think about it like people have been feeding me drugs since i i can even remember yeah, and, so, and you're what? You're 35 now? Six. 36. I just now, turned yeah. 36 Thursday. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Raina. <laughs> uh, Raina, where were you born? San Diego, California. San Di- and did you grow up in San Diego? I did. And what was your childhood like? What were you, Tell me about it. I was not getting fed drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Although one could make the argument that you could have if you wanted to. Yeah, I been mean, fed drugs. I probably could have. Like my parents were open and like, you know. Um my childhood was great. It was great. I have a lot of happy memories. I don't really have a lot of like sad memories. My dad left when I was right before my ninth birthday. Um, so my mom raised us primarily. There were five of us. Um, Are you the oldest, youngest? I'm the oldest. And I'm I'm very much like, gotta be responsible. Gotta <laughs> be the big sister. <laughs> Let's turn that off. It's too loud. So I'm definitely that big sister. Um, kind of the square of the bunch. But what did uh, what did your mom do for a living? Um, she's a teacher, an educator. So she worked for the juvenile court and community schools. So. Wow. So that so for her, like raising, she must have been. Was she pretty strict, or you know? Oh my god, no. She's no? a she's a juvenile delinquent. Oh really? 
<laughs> no, I love my mom, but um, I mean, if you're going to relate to kids that like are kicked out of every other school, like you gotta be different, you gotta be special, and she's that person who <laughs> could just, you know, and she's still doing it now. She's still fucking doing it. She came out of retirement and she's back at it like a crack addict, just full throttle. Well, so uh, what kind of a student were you? Um, I mean, I was, I guess I was a good, I don't know, just average, like, I had my head up my ass most of, like, high school, so, like, I don't really remember that much. Basic grades, Bs, As, Cs, I only got, like, a couple of Ds every now and then, but they were, like, definitely attendance-based. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I pretty, pretty, regular. pretty solid, though. You were pretty, Yeah, like, yeah. my parents never had, didn't, my mom didn't have to worry about me, like, I was going to, I got my job, I got the job done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what were you, what were your interests when you were growing up? Like, what were you into? Were you, did you do music as a kid? Or were... Music was always like the only thing that I was like, I'm going to be a singer. Like that's, that's always been the goal. Um, but I swam, I played water polo. I was really, really heavy into summer camp, love summer camp, um, arts and crafts, books, like it just like in like a. I had a good kid's life. I didn't grow up too fast, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely music was number one. Boys, I mean. Pretty idyllic Southern California upbringing. Oh, yeah, yeah like yeah. fucking Disneyland. Like, <laughs> just, uh, like I'm just going to live my life and it doesn't get any better than this. And then, like, the real world hits and you're like, oh, shit. When did the real world hit for you? Not even until, like, after college. Like, I was probably, like, 26, <laughs> 27, maybe, maybe 35. I really don't know. Like, I was a grown-ass woman, so I lived in my, like, fairy tale for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, uh, I'll bring the interview together now. When did you guys meet? How did that happen? <laughs> when, I, when I learned about the real world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Uh, that 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 she's insinuating that when she met me, that's when the real world hit her in the face. <laughs> yeah, there were some different experiences, <laughs> moments where you get white girl wasted. You never been, never had those experiences before. You know, fun stuff. We met in a band. Um, I was actually in the band, and and uh, I don't know if you were friends of somebody or how you showed up. There, oh, I but... was I was friends with Matt because Matt was playing yes. with her show. Yes. And Matt brought me in. And Matt was a He was a saxophone, saxophone player. So saxophone. he was a saxophone player in the band that I was in. So he shows up at this party and then he ends up auditioning to be the keyboard player for the band that I was in. And then we just ended up dating. No, no hold on. I, I, the, the, I feel like that there's more fun to the story than this. <laughs> I feel like that we could like pull this apart a bit because it was a very interesting way of it happened. So like she sees me at a party and now so I'm I'm wasted and like at that time in my life I was like on drugs drugs on like anything like anything and everything just, just for reference this is in San Diego Yes right? this is San Diego okay. probably like 2008 2008 so you guys were in your mid 20s then Yes uh how really quick how did you end up in San Diego then Oh I ended up in San Diego because <clears throat> I actually had a um uh, me and two other friends, we had to get out of Toledo because it was just, I mean, Toledo at that time was very desolate and sad, depressed place. Whereas now there's a little bit more life to it. A lot more life. I, I can't talk shit about Toledo. It's been great for me. But, um, uh, yeah, we ended up, 
we had, we ended up uh, that four one nine pride baby. We ended up going out to San Diego because we had some friends out there. But me and my buddy, we're both musicians. We were going to go to Austin, and because Austin has a beautiful music scene, and it still does. Uh, Austin's an incredible city. But um, it just worked out that our buddy got established in San Diego, so we were able to just crash on his floor for uh-huh. a month until we got on our feet. And at, at that time, you could do that if you had a place to stay and. You could you could do that, but now I don't think I think you need like months and like thousands of dollars to move to California. Now is like almost impossible. You need to have like a very professionally high paid job to yeah. move there now. It's you need insane. A plan. <laughs> yeah, you need a plan for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it, it was just it, it was easy for me. That's why. Okay, and <laughs> and just so just because uh, we didn't really talk about music with you, how had you initially gotten into music and what oh, were you playing? Um, well. My sister played in band, and I thought that was really neat as a kid. And also, my dad it was just like a music fan in general. And so we just had like records and records and records and records. And we used to go digging through crates. And like it, it was just – I mean, if you, if you think about it now, it's like a DJ's wet dream is what we used to do. We used to go to like – my dad used to be so cool with record shop owners that they would let us like go to their private collection in their basements and shit and be like, oh, go ahead. You can, you know. And, and it was before records were actually priced for <laughs> what they're worth. Well – you know, whatever. Uh, but we would get like these amazing Miles Davis albums for like twenty five cents. You know what I mean? So like it was, it was a, it was an awesome time because records at that time were obsolete because of CDs. But anyways, my dad was a huge music fan, and my sister it, just seeing her play, and and it just sort of clicked. And then I had a friend at school, of course, that helped. That's when I switched over to guitar, though. So I started with drums. Uh, my dad was a huge fan of big band. Specifically, uh, Gene Krupa, um, I took a, a liking to because he was just fucking wild, man. If you watch Gene Krupa do a solo, it's not like how these guys do it now. Like these gospel chops, dude, they're very precise. It was just very wild and primal. He was just like, blah, blah, blah. like he, you can just see his wrist going a million miles an hour. I just, I really something connected with me on that. So I started with drums, and then um, I got to high school, and my buddy played guitar, and I was over drums by then, and then. It was just kept going. So you're a guitar player. You moved to San Diego uh, to, to crash with the with a friend. You're yeah. playing in bands. Yeah. And then you're wasted at a party and Raina sees you. She sees so, Go ahead. So, <laughs> <laughs> I actually wasn't sure if he was mentally retarded or not. Oh, and oh well, so I was I like, didn't think oh. she was gonna say that. But. Well, I I wasn't gonna tell the whole story, but since we're going going balls deep in it, please no, do. I was like, Oh wow, like he's kinda cute, but like he's like he's retarded she she like, thought she thought i was seriously mental like disability. mentally mentally disabled but he was I on think drugs. Is the word but, he but was i was like so it was the way he was moving you know it was like it seems like he's like cognitively there but i'm just not really sure so you're kind of just doing something with your arms there yeah. you know? oh no like, well, yeah, like, like at the time i was probably was. talking because sometimes i'll start talking like this and like i'll just start getting see it but whoa i'll start like waving my hands and it can get a little flamboyant at times i'll admit um, but, but at that time being so high on drugs and, and, uh, and like, I'm just like, um, in my, my arms and my wrist are going, but he was playing the keys like well. And so that's what it was like, like the body movements 
and the sound. Oh, it was like it was, was like, like some our, kind of savant. Yeah, like, like some exactly, guy who's on the spectrum. Exactly. I think spectrum is, a, is yes, better than yes, the yes. R word. Yes, yes. I thought he was on the spectrum. So, anyways, <laughs> he ends up auditioning for our band and getting in. Okay, and, hold on now. And I'm hold super on. Forward. So this is this this is the other day. We show, I showed up at first, like the audition, I think. Was it the audition? I was wasted. I was still wasted from the night before. And I show up to the audition in full uh, Ultimate Warrior paint. And like, I'm still fucked up from the night before. I'm drunk as fuck. And I show up to my audition, like freshly painted with Ultimate Warrior You just paint. did that just to do it? or you... I was very high on drugs. Uh-huh. Very high on drugs. Yeah. Well, you made an impression though. So. Well, no, it wasn't that. I actually was very repulsed by yeah. him. Oh, he, really? Yeah, I mean, he showed up like, I don't have a car. I'm going to need a ride to and from practice. And I was just like, don't ever ask me. Because like, <laughs> you're the band leader, right? That was, no, I no? wasn't the band leader. I mean, I'm kind of alpha, like in band situations. But I was, I was not the At that leader. time, she wasn't making a, she wasn't, she wasn't in that, she hadn't positioned herself in that position you know yet. Bands, you know were you just are. singing or what were you doing in yeah, that Yeah, so okay. there were... There were two vocalists at that time. Eventually, there were three of us. Um, so it was like a, a hit, like a rapper and a singer. I was a singer. And then we had another singer. And then we had a keyboard. No, we had drummer, bass player, guitar, and um, saxophone. And now keyboard with Mike Lawford coming on. Okay. But we had three mics in the band. So that's how he became Mike EP. Uh, I because he played the piano. piano. And it Look just has origin stuck stories. like <laughs> it stuck all these years. because um, we had a we had a um a Mike Rubenhold, a ice pick, and a Mike EP. His name was Mike, but we don't know his last name. <laughs> I don't think ice anybody pick. ever did. <laughs> that <laughs> is a name you get it's in prison. Di- for sure. di- <laughs> he looks like somebody who got that name in prison. But, like, the nicest awesome. guy ever. He's very nice, but very uh, he has a very addictive personality, which did not work out, <laughs> which worked in my favor at the time, even though, you know, it's not really in your favor. But, you know, that's, you know, whatever. Drugs. What was this band called? What was it? it was called Conscious in the Co-op. Conscious in the Co-op. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was one of those bands for me and I think for a lot of people in the band that when we broke up, it just like hurt really bad. Like it was a really nasty breakup and like. Like now we all love each other. Like you know, we we talk to each other. But there Good was wedding. a wedding far enough yeah, out. Yeah, from the but event. it was it was it was nasty. Yeah, it, it was, was shitty. Nasty. But she was making eyes at me. Let, let me just. Let's but set it was the after thing. a while though <laughs> when I realized like okay, well like he's not like totally on the crazy. spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, you know. No, she just... made eyes at me, and and then my friend. Uh, Justin, he uh, he called her on my phone. Was like, and he did like he was doing like a, 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 a an exaggerated impression of me, like he's drunk like, Mike. He's like, hello, hi, do you want to have dinner with me? Okay, tomorrow at nine. And she said yes, which is the funny thing <laughs> is that she agreed. You sound like Scooby Doo. Yeah. I'm like not. That, yeah. Am I exaggerating? I am not exact. That is how no. he makes fun of my but, drunk but self. That's the same voice. Can we just say that by then we had already known each other? Like you right. had been in the band. Before. Right. She knew. I was going to ask. Like, was this the same day? Did you still have no. the paint? No, on? No, but it like, was. Had, but it was at the beginning of like us being like cooler. But you know, we had cool, gone starting to, out like as like band yeah you know, like we had known each other like we were being f- we we're friends everybody we were was friends, friends. Okay. we definitely hit it because it was definitely like you guys are in the band and you're dating and like this is gonna cause problems so you know we go make out like in between like pre- like yeah we'd be like we're gonna stuff. go get a 
burrito. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put air quotes, everybody. You, you missed that. You missed that. So, yeah. And, yeah well, so conscious in the co-op, you guys join the Spanish, start dating. What happens with that band? Well, how long? We make some Jesus. fucking incredible music that I'm. Jesus happened to I'm that I'm probably band. going to release at some point, just because, like, I'm still salty, you know, deep down. I'm still harboring wounds from that, even though it's been like years. But we make some great music together. We play some awesome shows, and um, partly power struggle. One member found Jesus. No, a couple uh, members found Jesus, and 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 then incited the power of jesus in another so like like used his 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 he evangelized he, oh yeah. yeah he used but it was mostly his, just yeah. it was mostly just power struggles yeah. and, and just people typical band shit. Yeah. oh yeah. super band shit super band shit it was awesome yeah. but back then we were still in our 20s and like really fiery and like yeah. you know you, talking you shit. cared way too much about cared that. way too much like talking shit when we like started new bands at shows <laughs> and stuff you know just like all of the things that like i I see other people doing now who are younger than me that like I've made it out of and I and I'm still doing music and I can be like I know where you are you're hungry you're you're young you're feisty and then to grow up out of that and to be like okay like this is where I am now mm-hmm. like retrospection and <laughs> <laughs> that's a big one you know which the, uh, and when, hum- just being humbled in your 20s retrospection is is non-existent yeah you don't have the capacity no, because for you're it. Always just, your brain just your got career. done developing it's like at, at 25 26 your brain finally develops and then like and then what what kind of retrospection do you have on like an un Fully developed brain, unfully. Well, plus you're always <laughs> you're always bettering yourself. Like it's like I'm now I'm playing right. festivals, or now I don't have stage fright anymore, or now I'm right. writing songs, or everything's always your best, you know. And then you reach a plateau, and some people fall off, and you decide to go on. So at that point, it starts to be okay. The dedication and the passion are there, but you can take out some of that, like just absurd. Yeah, like, just it's just being it's just not just knowing who you are humbled. as a person in your twenties. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't. You know, so yeah, I don't know how old you are, but I don't think you're in your twenties anymore. No, I'm thirty two. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> we covered that on my podcast, I think. But but the, yeah, it's like when you look at your twenties. I mean, when I look at my twenties, like I just look at it as like this was a it was a really fun time for me, and it was it was great. <clears throat> it was really fun, but there was a lot of things that I was overlooking within myself, and so my thirties has just been all like this is retrospection, and and now I'm I'm guessing my forties is going to be like when my life really begins. But <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, they say you know like you remember that movie Matilda? Yes. yes. There was that mo- moment where Danny DeVito is narrating early on, and and. The young Matilda, who has uh, negligent parents, the narration goes something like, at the age of five, Matilda was learning what uh, what most adults learn in their early 30s, how to take care of herself. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's the thing. It's because, you, you know, the, your 20s are, you know, when you turn 21, it's like, okay, you're an adult now. But really, it really is when you turn 30, that's when you really kind yeah. of have the, the brain power to sort of know what to, how to be an adult, yeah. right? Yeah, because at 21, like, you are drinking until 6 because you have to work until at 7. Yeah. <laughs> at, at 31, you're like, I'm going to stop drinking at 9, you guys. I'm going to get I'm just going to stop drinking. Yeah, I just don't drink. Yeah, yeah. Anymore. And then that's eventually, my 30s like, are. <laughs> dude, I can't take this hangover shit. It's, it's done. Yeah, yeah the the... 
the last time I did anything like made, where I got, I think the term is crunk, where you're both you're, 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 you're on multiple. I, I don't things. think that's the term anymore, <laughs> man. But it was when well. Here's the thing: it was. it was at the time yeah, when okay, the last okay. time I. So that's how long ago it was. Because I was like, I, it happened, and then I was, uh, I I was in. It was a Saturday, and I I could not get out of bed that Saturday. And mm. I was like, I remember I said, "This is the last time I'm doing this. This is I, I'm too old now. I can't do it." Yeah, it's so. that heavy feeling. Oh, uh, just for me, it was like like I would go hard all weekend, and then Monday it was like sober up on Monday day because Sunday was fun day, right? Uh, and then like I would have this horrible hangover until like Thursday or Friday night, and it's time to do it all over again. So like it was this horrible cycle of just being like anxious and sweaty and like feeling terrible and like in like in the in the momentum of, of your 20s and and the life you're living you're just like you just chalk it up to like this is what life is bro. I'm immortal man yeah yeah how it's going to go down forever and and then eventually you just realize it's like this is not how people should live uh, you know like people shouldn't be just down like at one point in my 20s I was drinking like a fifth of 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 hard liquor a night wow and and like and going to work the next day and that was, and then I lost that job. Yeah, that let's kinda, not call him a good worker, though. No, I was never a good worker. Uh, it's like I, I'm, I'm only a good worker if I'm very interested in what I'm doing. Other than that, I'm just like you're gonna. Yeah, I'm looking for ways to not work. I sympathize with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so conscious in the co-op. How long was that band together total? Like how many years? Was it? A few years. I a really couple. Don't... It wasn't that long, but it was like, long enough like for us. It felt years, long. Three years, it felt maybe. Long. I want to yeah, say like three years. Three years. Yeah, it it was very short lived. I but like in the moment and in, in the time, it felt like a long time mm-hmm. because we we made really good progress and like we were all very focused and we were all very driven. You know, like how bands start out that like oh man, there's something here. We had a good logo. You know, <laughs> it's, it's a little thing. But it, and as soon as uh you know as soon as. Yeah, the band shit happens. Yeah, and then well, people get comfortable know. with each other, yeah. right? And it's like being in a relationship. It's like it's like farting around your spouse for the first time. You know, <laughs> it's like how, how, what, what, what are the boundaries? And and then and then how far can we push them? Because some of us are drug-addled dickheads. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So like, it was just all that. And not everybody in the band was in their twenties either. Like, like yeah, no. Like half the members were in their thirties, still fucking up. Like, like, like half the band. No, a, a few members of the band like really had bad life experiences at, at post band. Uh-huh. So like, yeah, it, it's it, it was uh it was already like the wheels were already wobbly. The foundation was shit. Uh, and you add a little adversity or adversity is that mm-hmm. yeah adversity and and uh you know it all falls apart but so so that so that band broke up you guys were together what happened what, what were you doing Wait, let me ask were you known as Rain and Mystique at that point by then so I was on that's my name so that's I've your... always been Rain and Mystique um oh really so, that is your your yeah, actual name wow yeah. that is so cool that's her middle name <laughs> Yeah, that's your middle name. Uh huh. Rain and Mystique is my middle name. Rain is my first name. Okay. Uh-huh. So, um, so it's always been my name. Like you know, depending on like what high school or college friends they might call me Mystique, they might call me Raina. Mm. Um, but when I joined that band, I mean, that was a part of the cockiness. Is that like they were talking about like 
well, let's divide these song credits and let's do this and yeah. let's talk about it. And I was like, I don't really care what you guys do because I'm just going to rain it out. Like, I'm going to Fergie out. Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter to me, you know? And that was like, you know, just that cocky, like, asshole when you're like a child. It's so funny um, you said Fergie out. And even though I don't really listen to the Black Eyed Peas, I knew exactly you what You know exactly, exactly yeah. what it means, right? Yeah. So, like, I, I was just always a shit talker. Like, I don't care what credit you guys give me, like... I'm going to be great regardless, you know. Um, so I was always known as Rain and Mystique. But with that project, it was conscious in the co-op. So when that project broke off, um, Mike and I started Rain and Mystique in the dynasty. And the dynasty just became um, whatever amalgamation of artists we were working with at that time. So sometimes, well, now it's become... Rain and Mystique acoustic duo where it's the two of us, Mike and I, and like he'll play guitar and I'll sing. Um, and then when it's a dynasty gig is when we have a full band. So mm-hmm. we actually just got a band arrangement in Toledo because we've been here like a year and a half now, almost two years working on two years. Um, and I have a band in San Diego that we're kind of a band, like we've recorded, but we haven't played anything in a long time. Um, and so I just kind of put together some some musicians here so that we have a band here as well. So okay, so badass band. So there was some, some some space between when uh, when that the conscious and the co op broke up and when you guys moved back to Toledo. Oh, there's a so, huge amount of space. Huge, so yeah, so Raina Mystique in the Dynasty, like the co op had shows booked, and when the, the co op broke up, because you know there's there's musicians who do it until it gets hard. Because they think they can get famous or they think they can make money or they just want to be a musician now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like They musicians. like the idea of a musician. Yes. And then there's musicians who are like, I'm a musician. Like, this is what I do. So the co-op broke up and we had these shows booked. And I was like, well, fuck you guys. Like, I'm playing those shows. Like, letting those shows go to waste. And so we we went and played them as as Rain and Mystique in the Dynasty. Yeah, we, and we pulled played together a, a cool band. Uh-huh. Played, mm-hmm. some, played those shows. So there was then, no break for you then? It was no, just no. one right there, to the you other. You don't take yeah. breaks. Well, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> and that was the other thing. The other band members were, I mean, like another, the saxophone player had another project, so he didn't really care. Like we were his second project. Uh, and then like the, uh, the rapper guy was, you know, he was half in, half out anyways. And like the, uh, the so there was like, I, I just, when you look at who kept going and who's still doing it, it's like you can see how that could have broke up. But that's mm-hmm. that's just like with everything, though. Of like course, we like some some people. Of do course, it for fun. People have fortitude, hobby. and like really, this is just all that you know. Like like I don't know what else I'm going to do. <laughs> well, and I've noticed because like I mean you know your guys is uh, like your your output since you you know you you got a couple albums. It seems like you're really eclectic, and you and you just kind of do like what you're you're like what you feel like doing basically. I mean, there's no, there's no other way of oh putting it. But like you said, like, <laughs> well, no, cause there's, yeah. like you said, it's, it's just whatever amalgamation you can, you can get. And cause you said, I'm a musician. This is what I do. I'm going to make it work regardless of what form it mm-hmm. takes. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't care if it's not the perfect form that I'm, I had in my head, mm-hmm. my idea of whatever it was. So what? I'm going to make it work anyway. Yeah. So, Tell, tell me, because was 25 your first album? Was that the first? 25 came out before the co-op. Oh, really? So so I had I had went to school, and when I moved back to San Diego, I just started doing, like, I started doing, like, open mics, and I started doing, so this is, like, I graduated. I graduated college. I turned 21, um, and eventually I moved back to San Diego, like, at, like, 21, 22. Um, and I was doing... 
um, just whatever, like, whatever I could get, whatever Craigslist had or, like, whatever I could find. Um, and then I was like, well, I got to release an album. I'm about to be 25. Like, again, like, these these stipulations that you put on Just yourself. like Adele. Yeah. Exactly, right? <laughs> Except for way before Adele. Yeah, yeah, way before Adele. <laughs> um, but so that was just, like, my misguided, like, I'm just going to do everything because I can. So that's that's your solo. That's that was like a solo project. That was like then. a solo yeah. project, and I worked with like some jazz musicians on a few of the like covers that we did. But and then just wrote the original stuff. Okay. Um, and got that recorded, and instantly hated it. Like <laughs> instantly was like, this is and I and I see like the growth, and I see and like I'll never take it down. I was gonna because, say, yeah, like, you keep it up, so you can't hate it that from. much. You can't. Yeah. No, but you can't hate the titty jiggle. I mean, like the titty jiggle. It's the something. what? <laughs> he, exactly. If you guys are out there, go listen to the TV. It's just, you know, old things that you do before you realize who you are. Oh, okay. Uh, just old songs. Yeah. So it's a song. It's, it exists. I'm not just making it. <laughs> I'm it does gonna, exist. I'm going to advertise Diddy Jiggle. But but you're right there is a span between especially between 25 and uh and and uh There's 10 years between 25 yeah. and 1018, but I was in the co-op and then we released some acoustic music. Yeah. And then I was writing for people. I was writing yeah. with people. So there's just like tons of projects that right. we've been a part of right. that yeah. went into kind of what 1018 became. Because it was a really big cycle just from being trained classically, knowing I wanted to be a pop artist, or at least I thought I wanted to be a pop artist growing up, training classically, but f- having my first like live performances be jazz performances and then joining a funk band and then joining a hip hop band and then doing covers and then eventually being like, okay, let me just take a step back because now that I've done all this, what the hell is it that I want to do now that I I kind of have some control over my instrument and Mm -hmm. I, you know, I understand, I feel, I understand music a lot better. So we wrote the songs for 1018. um, And then I went and recorded them with, a band that literally fell into my lap. Like, like, like we talk about like bands being a blessing. This band was a, like, just literally one day was like, Hey, I put this band together for you. And that was Ty, right? That was Ty. Ty I put this band out. together. We're, we're, we're down to just do music with you. And they showed up, played in my garage and it was amazing. And then we ended up recording 1018. Okay, and that and that's your most recent album. Mm-hmm. You recorded it analog. I remember. Yeah. Tell, uh, could you talk talk about that a little bit and what why that decision was made and what what that was like? I'm a minimalist as much as possible. Um, like I'm the kind of person who like prides myself on being like I just recorded that in one take. Whatever it sounds like, it's going up. Like the, I just want to be authentic. That's kind of my mission right now. Um, and so Mike had done a podcast with Tim Felton, who owns um, the kitchen in San Diego. Kitchen two, the kitchen two, a studio Sh- in San Diego. Surefire, Soulfire band, Surefire Soul Ensemble. Soul Ensemble. You have to know who these guys are. Coal Mine Records, who is an Ohio record label. It could be Shakedown, the Monophonics, Polyphonics. These are all amazing funk bands. So if you like that kind of old school, like uh, uh, who's the guys out of Brooklyn? The Sharon Jones, the Dap Dap the Dap Kings, Dap yeah. King. If you're into that kind of shit, check out Coal Mine Records and uh, Surefire Soul Ensemble. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, Mike learns about his studio and. And I was just kind of like, that's how I have to record. Like, um, so everything is all live, one take. There's no cuts on anything. Um, it was all done, um, just in one room. We did 
the first three songs, and then a year later we recorded because we went on we went on Van Life. Um, mm-hmm. So we recorded. We actually started Van Life. Mike, myself, my husband, and my dog. Oh, no, yeah, my, our, our we were on dog. Van Life. So we started Van Life, that. and then we circled back to San Diego to record the first three songs, and then we finished Van Life, and then I we ended up in Ohio, and then I was like, well, we have to record more music, and so I went flew back out to San Diego like a year later, and we. Um, so I had sent them acoustic, like here, guys, here's the outline, here's the chords, here's the basic format. Um, write and, something, right? Yeah, yeah like just whatever, parts. whatever, whatever comes out is what we're going to use. So we get into the studio, we rehearse each song like once or twice, recorded it a couple of times, pick the best take. Um, yeah, and that's the album. And that's right? the album. And what's interesting about the recording and analog, just getting back to that, is that we we had never heard our music recorded like that and like when anytime that we would expand on a recording outside of an acoustic recording it would be just mostly me sitting in our studio putting together like you know i'm doing all the instrumentation i'm doing all the production side of it and that's mostly what we would have so we've only we only knew our music digitally and sort of almost and, and almost exclusively demo-y. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. so like we were just like the idea was really interesting to us and and I know that Raina sort of had this idea that she got from hearing about how the Beatles recorded um Sgt. Pepper on a four track and um she just thought that was so interesting and that she wanted to sort of expand on that idea and like really minimalize you know tracking and and and, and just keep it super simple and and, and so when, the first time i remember hearing the playbacks i remember cuz i left the studio and me and bishop went out and had our I, we had to do some shit but we came back i remember hearing it for the first time and then we just were like well i i don't know if we can ever record it <laughs> digitally again because it it gave such uh, an awesome dynamic to it, and l- when I heard some of the songs, how they how it was captured and how it came out, I mean, in the rough mixes, is how I pictured when I wrote it. Like this is exactly how I heard it in my head when I wrote this, mm-hmm. and so like for in that moment, like we both were just like, this is it, you know, like this is the end all be all. Now, will we continue to do that, and will Tim continue to? to bless us with his time um you know we don't know but but uh cuz we'd like to right? we'd love to yeah. and and we're very much the type of But art. I also want to do some trap music. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> exactly. So that's we're the that problem. Touch in every single yeah, no, genre. No. It's just, that's the kind yeah. of artist though like that that's what's great about it is that we can just sort of jump between all these genres. It's just all about output like like for me like that was a great project and I would like to do more of it but um I just want to do everything, and that's the, like. Well, I, I got to ask. I, I got one more question related to music, and then I want to talk about the podcast. Oh sure. Uh, but um, what? Who are your influences? Like, who are your biggest influences when it comes to the music that you make? Because I mean, you're so eclectic. It's like I I I don't know if I could even like pick them out based on everything you just told me. I mean, we get currently with the music that we're recording right now, we get a lot of Roberta Flack or Amy Winehouse. Um, Karen Bailey Ray, like those are what artists that like obviously have influenced me, but also that relate to the music. But I mean, I love Jamie Cullum, I love Michael Jackson, um, Michael Bublé. I'm, no, I'm not a big, <laughs> not a big Michael Bublé fan. No, but you, I, was, I mean, I'll listen to it though. Um, 
Who I mean, no, she loves Disney princess songs and shit. Like Bob she, Marley. <laughs> there's the currently it, Miguel is on my playlist a lot. Um, yeah, the Pink Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Is that like I grew up when um you know like when they would mail you the CDs to your house. Yeah, and you would just yeah. check off. You check off like thirteen yeah. of them at a time. So that's what I would do. I would just be like, I want this one. I want this one. And I would just listen to music. I just sit in my room and listen to CDs and watch VH1. Like, <laughs> so you're just taking. It's like you're going through a garden and you're just plucking various whatever you like out of the uh, out of the. Garden I think I have a sound a now. I think I have a sound now. At especially at 35. with especially with. I mean, like especially. Uh, this recording experience, I think, for me personally, is just sort of uh, kind of redefined the way I see, like, just how I want to produce music. And, like, I almost want to write music <laughs> specifically around analog. And I know we just got to saying that we want to do other things. And I do <laughs> like Yeah, I- <laughs> he's more like synth poppy. That's the thing, too, is, like, the music that we listen to and the music that we make, like, we're very different artists. It's just when we come together, this is the music that. This creates. is what happens. Yeah, right? yeah. but it's, like uh, we don't listen to the same music. We like, do. It's just. It's just. I, I go. I. I just. I just go a little bit. He's out very there. shoulder shaky. Oh, well, I. I listen to. You know, <laughs> I have a, a clock. Like you're talking about influence. Miles Davis, "Bitches Brew" is probably one of the biggest influences. And then, uh, and then Mars Volta, "The uh, Laos and Comatorium" is another like huge influence on me and how I see music and how it changed my entire perspective about it. But. But like, uh, but then Stevie Wonder and Donny Hathaway and and like all those soul records, like Funkadelic and just it, fucking Pantera, you know, like <laughs> Metallica, uh, um, um, Rancid. It it just doesn't end. It's just it's just a constant thing. But I know, like, just from asking this question for my own podcast, uh, which might be a good segue, <laughs> yeah, 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 is where I ask, like, um, I'll ask who is. Uh, what is the most? Uh, oh my God! Come on, uh, influential album because I can't seminal. What is the most seminal? What What are some of the most seminal albums for you that kind of changed the way you look at music, the way you approach music? <clears throat> and so, like for me, because I ask that question all the time. Of course, I always ha- I have my own answer, and it's just like I I I can't just say one. But if I had to, it'd definitely be Bitches Brew. But there's like. But then there's like, you know, this Mars other, Volta. Yeah. Well, you just, I mean, Miles Davis to the Mars Volta right there pretty much encompasses right, so much. Right. You know, and, that and, 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 and it totally, really, and, and for kid, growing up in chaos, like I have, like it, that all makes sense because if you listen to Bitches Brew or Mars Volta, it's just fucking chaos. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's my brain. Well, so uh, we speak English good. Okay. Uh, let's, let's talk about that. Um, uh, the first question I have is, where did the name come from? What's the story with that? It's honestly... He's illiterate. You, okay, so I'm terrible with my grammar. Um, I'm terrible... Like, writing emails is a nightmare for me. Um, I, I'm i used to always have her spell check things for me, but I've gotten better and, and better... Uh, to the point where I'm a little bit more confident, but I know it's wrong. But but that's the name of the show, right? We speak English good. So I, I, I just chop it up. It's like... You know what you're getting into when you fucking put this thing on. Um, so we speak English good is obviously not good English, or it's not. It's we speak English well, or we speak good English. Um, and I was just walking down the street to, one day, and I thought that that was a funny joke. Like we speak English good. Um, 
because of the obvious that is improper English, the joke is, is that it's improper English, but I'm presenting it as reality. So uh, it's a terrible joke. And um, <laughs> yeah, he told life. it to a bunch of us like in a room. I, and I wouldn't let it go. I would and not listen, let it yeah, go. Yeah, listens like I get it. Everybody else yeah, is no, like. No, people get it. And and you know what? People do laugh. Like like people be like, oh, <laughs> you know, I when it clicks for people, just like like uh, like inside my brain, like like uh, like it just uh, like an angel gets its wings in my brain. Okay, <laughs> like it. Well, just, was it a podcast at that point? Was it for no, an idea no, no. For, it was, so it was, it was just, just a, an idea, and yeah. then so when me and my buddy Caleb MCI, who is a hip hop uh, artist who I worked with in a band called uh, the Concrete Project, who I one of my I love those guys. All those guys are dear friends of mine. Uh, but me and him decided we were going to start a podcast and. He was just like, so what? What we're we gonna name this fucking thing? And I was like, I don't know. And that stupid joke was kind of fresh, and I just thought it was like, <laughs> you know, like those are we speak English good? He's like, okay, cool. And then he made the website. I was gonna say because that's a great name <laughs> for really a podcast. Think it's a good name? Yes, definitely because it encompasses. It could mean. It, first of all, it focuses on speech, and that's what yeah. podcasts are, right? right. And uh, and it. It could be about anything. Yeah, right? it's you have such a wide swath that you could do with that. Uh, well, unfortunately, most people think it's a fucking how to speak. <laughs> it's an English speaking, <laughs> like how to speak English. English is a second language. Yeah, so I do get a good amount of emails f- with foreigners asking me to help them uh, learn English, which I I tell them yes, please uh, email me and I'll respond in English. <laughs> and they know, and like I had one girl who responded, and it was really sad. Actually, it was like a really sad story. It was like back when Syria was like really getting pelted and I don't know if currently Syria is getting pelted by you know American forces or whatever I'm so out of the loop and I'm so I'm sorry if I'm speaking out of school here but uh, it was in a time when Syria was kind of going through some shit and it was a girl from Syria and she was just like oh it, I am surrounded by war and it was all like this terrible broken English and it was just like I, I'm surrounded by war and sadness and I hope that one day I go to America where I can be a doctor and shit <laughs> here I can only be a wife and it was like a very sad sad story and and you know I was like please reach out anytime so I I I do get emails I do get emails frequently because of the name and sometimes because I'm so confused on how this whole numbers games works with podcasts sometimes I feel like I get the numbers I do because of the name but <laughs> I was going to say cuz you have a good following you average like a couple thousand listens a show yeah like, and you know like minimal. one of these bad this other show, which threw me off, got 4,000 hits in like the first week it was up. And it was Byron Harris Jr. who we're working with as a, he's a, he's, well, he's a drummer, but he's our pianist. <laughs> uh, he, if you ask him, he'll say he's a drummer. But uh, he plays piano with us and he's a fantastic player. He's just, Amazing. just like one Amazing. of those, um, just one of those guys who could just do everything, you know, piano, bass, drums and stuff. So, yeah, so so it's all confusing to me. I don't I don't know how this works, and um... neither do I. That's why I <laughs> that's why I use a studio. So I just I show up and record it, and they do everything else, so. which is nice, man. Which which really because Wednesdays are release days for me. So I just released uh, a new episode today with oh my god, um, uh, the Shaken Shivers, the Shaken Shivers. They're a local Toledo band, uh, badass garage rock band. But uh, so. 
Wednesday mornings, I usually record and then I can it and then uh, then the day of release because I like to record fresh so I can promote anything coming up for the weekend or, you know, just I like to stay kind of current. And if I feel like it, I'll go into like a little monologue or something. But I mostly separated monologues from shows because of you, Alex, uh, that you inspired me for that because I liked how clean you just sort of like, hey, guys, welcome back. What's up, guests? You know, like, I like that. And I know a lot of podcasts do that. But, like, I don't know. Just for whatever reason, I was listening to your show, researching you as a guest. And I just, I was just like, that just sounds really good. And me and Raina had just talked about it. I was like, you know, like, sometimes when you're talking, it kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You got more questions. Oh, uh, actually, no, man. You're on a roll. Like, that's – I love when I can just – I just ask one question and the guest just goes and I can, goes. That's I can, perfect, I man. can go on and on. But and, yeah, that was why – because I'm like, <laughs> you, you, you've been doing this way longer than me. So, you know – it, Well, it's a problem because it's become <laughs> like – now it's become like time management issues. Like, I was just – I mean, like, I, I talked to – Three-hour podcast. I've been t- – well, just time management as in like um, – for instance, a good example is um, – we're supposed to start at seven. I have to go pee out here at the studio. And instead of directing myself towards the bathroom, I see a group of people. And now I've decided to start talking to them. They were, about from, they were another podcast. Another so, podcast. So, so they're we, susceptible to it as we well. We just start <laughs> podcasting here in the hallway. Well, and then we did it before the show too. We were, I don't even remember what we were, what we were talking about. Oh yeah, we but we were just going. we just went and, and you're like shit, man. We should be recording. This is gold. And I was thinking the exact same thing. So <laughs> well, that's why, and and that's kind of why I have the that the approach that I do. Like when you came on the show, you're just like, oh, we're in it, and 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 I know a lot of people do that. Like I know Chris Hardwick does. That. I wish like, I could do that. I wish that. But you I, could. I, really like that. I, I think it's more like a format thing because of how you have the music come in for two minutes and maybe. I mean, I'm not trying to tell you how to run your show at all, but like, I mean, just, just the way I look at podcasts and how people should approach their podcasts is that it is malleable. It is nothing that is definitive. It can change and keep it, keep it liquid. Um, so like never, but be I still. do think that we speak English good should bring back the games. Well, yeah, I, I get it, but, but that's the great thing about it is that I'm, I've still been able to grow and still been able to change however I need to fit my schedule, my form of whatever the situation is. The the show has been able to change with me and, and I've still been able to grow it. So like I, I just – for me, I just see it like if you wanted to do something like that, then you should probably just do that and then you might have to change it up. But even if you have the music at the beginning and, and you just – like how we're bullshitting, Katie can just push – you know, have record going and we're just bullshitting. Yeah. And, and, I've and thought like, about it. And, and, I've thought about it. You, you know, I'm, I'm sure you have. And like anybody <laughs> who cares about their show is is like – constantly looking for ways to do it better well i think the, the reason that we do it the way we do it here is because it's our blocks yes so it has to be sort of no, and i get like, it i yeah. get it you know i saw her throw up the five minute and that's why i sort of stopped and let you kind of get in there so i you know i i like i like how you do your show i like it inspired me to change my show so like Aww. obviously some you're doing something right but uh you know, if you want to change something, then fucking change it. Well, yeah, and I was going to say, man, because your show, like, I mean, you have the, and now I don't, not to get into a, you know, like, you know, giving each other a tongue bath here or anything, <laughs> but like, where, you know, what I like about your show, you just mentioned the three hour thing. That's what the whole appeal of podcasts is, you know, yeah. is you can just sit down for three hours and right. have these conversations, these deep conversations, right. and they're on the internet. 
forever. Right. Anybody who can who wants to can go and listen to them. And, yeah. And so that's the whole that's the reason the medium has exploded in the right. past decade. And so yeah. and, and it's anytime, whenever, wherever. And so driving whatever it's a three you hour want. podcast. Yeah. And so a lot of people ask me, it's like these are so long. Uh, who's going to sit down and listen to it? It's like, well, no one's going to sit down and probably listen to it from start to beginning, but like you drive somewhere, you listen to it. You get back in your car to drive home, you listen to it. You go to the gym and you're listening to it while you're sweating. It's just something that's broke out throughout the day and it's almost like a treat because sometimes when you're listening to a podcast and you're really into a conversation, you're just like, oh my God, and then you got to get out and go somewhere and you're just like, I can't wait to get back to my story or whatever yeah, it is, you know? Yeah. And that's what's so great about just this like, I can just come to it anytime I feel like it and and it's open and free and like you can say what you want within reason and, you know, and and and, and truly express yourself and, and it's just beautiful. I think it's a beautiful medium. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be involved in it and, and i mean you've got you've got a good thing going yourself there Thank you. too so, i appreciate it and so um guys that we got to wrap up but thanks right. thanks so much for coming on no really problem. quick is there anything that you want to just tell us where to find your stuff and you know promote anything you want to promote and all that good stuff sweet you can find me um literally anywhere just by searching Raina mystique um i have the same name on everything youtube spotify instagram and that's Raina r-e-i-n-a mystique, mystique. like the x-man m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e.com Yep, <laughs> literally anywhere. Make it easy for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just type that in. And then We Speak English Good is simply wespeakenglishgood.net. That's where you can find a thing. Right now, my Instagram is where the party's at. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, you can follow me on Instagram at We Speak English Good. Um, and I'm also on Facebook, but that's linked to my Instagram. And your so. podcast is on Spotify now. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can get my podcast anywhere you get your podcast. And on Spotify now because – but and you know what? The guy who stole my logo is still up there, so they have done nothing. Oh, man. That's a whole other story. Yeah, it is. Right it is. It's fucking – it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. Thanks for thanks Thank for driving you. up, guys. Really. Thanks for yeah, having this us. Is, um, this this has great. been great, great conversation. Yeah. I, this is one, another show where I'm like, we have to end, and I wish we could keep going. But um, I will be back next week. Uh, who am I interviewing? I'm interviewing a guy. For, uh, his name is Anthony. He works at the Treasure Mart in Ann Arbor. So we're going to be talking about antiques. He's also British, so we'll be talking about British things. Nice. And, uh, and yeah, I will be back then. Nice. Everybody have a great week. Thanks again. Random Mystique, Thank Mike you. EP, uh, for coming on. And uh, everybody have a great week. This has been American Winer on podcastdetroit.com.